Hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about real ministry for the majority. I am Andy George, and I am joined, as always, with Jamie Buford. How are you doing today, Jamie? Hi, Andy George. I am wonderful. How doing are you? Good. Doing yeah, great. Yeah. And we are we are a man down today. Ken yeah. is out of town on the day of this recording, but but we've replaced him yeah. with a legend. He sent like with a, a legend. A totally acceptable replacement for Ken yes, Hester. A legend in yeah. not just church, but in student ministry Legendary. world. Mr. Stephon Lewis is here today. Awesome. So glad to be here with you guys. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, we're glad Thank that you. you're here. And uh, hey, for all of our listeners, Jamie, what do we want our listeners to always do? Well, we would love for our listeners to like, subscribe to our channel, share, and leave us a five-star review. Yep. Comment. Is that is that accurate? Is that what we want them to do? Yeah. I mean, that's, all, what do that's all we need them to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's help boost this thing. Is that what you do in youth ministry world as well? <laughs> all day. It's all about going viral, right? That's it. We got to get it out there. So it. we are grateful for everybody who are listening. You know, I was looking the other day at our stats uh, for the podcast, and it's it's doing really well. Awesome. And we are now in the oceanic regions what? of uh, New what? Zealand. We got New Zealand and Australia. We continue yeah, to wow. just like listeners, become so. very international. That's exciting. abroad. So those of you that are in the oceanic area listening, if you ever want a guest to come, mm. please let me know. <laughs> I, so I you mean to come there? Yeah, I am personally way? inviting myself to New Zealand and Australia, uh, but we are grateful. I, I like seeing that every time, and I, you know, every time I look at it, it just kind of keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And I think That's the reason cool. is because we literally do a podcast that we talk about one major thought, one yeah. big thing that we believe that most people would are and are dealing with to some degree. Mm -hmm. uh, the podcast is usually around 20 minutes or less, so it's a perfect for a drive home. And we try to just strike that chord of one yeah. major thing. And mm -hmm. the reason why it's called One Big Thought is for that reason, but also the little tagline, you know, real ministry for the majority is that we believe that the things that we talk about here are the very things that people are dealing with in ministry at different levels. Mm -hmm. And we hit a different one each time. We've not had a student ministry episode yet. What? Correct. So this is our student is ministry correct. episode. This is historic. It yes. Is. This is, this is Legendary and historic. It's a big deal. So Stevan, since you're the guest, what we do is we prep our guests ahead of time and ask them to come ready to talk about one big thought. Yeah. So in, in all of the, the universal languaging and questioning <laughs> and thoughts you could have for student ministry, Stevan, what's our, what's our one big thought for today? Uh, the one big thought is discipling an unchurched generation. Mm. Um, shout out to Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. thought that I want to kind of speak about today. I mean, I really have a heart for him, but even from a young age, discipleship has like really been a big thing to me. And so even with our church and the whole thought of reach yeah. uh, being um, our motto and our heart this year, mm -hmm. it really, really touched my heart because honestly, it seems like a f forgotten thing, you know, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I think one of the things that's inside of that, uh, you know, journey in the gospel as, as Christians, I think we sometimes get evangelism and discipleship mixed up. I, I call them the fraternal fraternal twins of the gospel, yeah. right? Yeah. They look yeah. the same. Well, they, they look different, but they are not the same, right? Yeah. And so um, a lot of times I think we try to come from the same approach and same angle. And I think when we understand what discipleship really is, it's mm -hmm. doing life together. Mm -hmm. It's not a hierarchy type of yeah. approach because mm -hmm. I've seen that too where, you know, you just – I, I'm the guy that's the youth pastor, so I they look to me, but it's no, it's it's us coming together as a community, and I think when we understand that for discipleship, we will win more. Yeah, to loss. Yeah, we were we were um, training our staff for Reach 21, which you've mentioned for Crossroads Fellowship here. We're in this year that we've called Reach, and it is to see evangelism and discipleship 
take on to a different level to reach people. And, and really what it comes down to is how do we equip our people to reach people? Right. Uh, so it's, like you said, it's not just about the pastor or the youth pastor right. or church leadership. It's how do we actually equip everybody to reach their neighbors right. and their classmates for students. And even in a year like we have had, <laughs> right, at the time of this recording, we're still in COVID. But it doesn't mean discipleship stops and it doesn't mean evangelism stops. And part of the training we did with our staff was – you know, there's a difference between evangelism and discipleship. And if a church leans too heavily towards evangelism, then often what they do is they kind of become an inch deep and a mile wide if they're not right. careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It becomes a little bit more about the experience, uh, which then translates maybe to lean real heavily to a seeker kind of visual. You know, yeah. it becomes more about yeah. the performance because you're trying to win unchurched people. So right, you're exactly. trying to reach them, which I, right. I totally get. And then you got churches that if they lean too far to the discipleship side, they become a mile deep and only an inch wide. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so <laughs> it becomes a club for the believers. Right. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. right. and yeah. you know, people who don't know Jesus don't fit in or feel like they're part of it. Right. Uh, and that one is more about, it could be about programming. You know, right. So you got one that's a little bit more about outreach driven and Sunday morning influence. You got the yeah. other one that could be a little bit more about going deeper and programming. Yeah. And if your church is leaning one or the other way, you know, you're missing the blending of both, right? Mm-hmm. The blending of both. Exactly. So, Stevan, you mentioned uh, discipling an unchurched generation. <laughs> yes. So, I didn't, you didn't say a non Christian generation, though. Why did you use the word unchurched generation? Let's start there. Yes, and, I mean, and I'm assuming you're talking about Gen Z. Right, I'm talking so about let's Gen define Z. that. Let's define that for people like I don't know, like maybe Jamie, uh, <laughs> who doesn't know, who doesn't know. I, I, and, and quite honestly, I, I, I get I get confused all the time on where the ages start I and do stop. Too. Yeah, I'm yeah, a Gen. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Let's, just, let's just note this: I'm a Gen Xer. Okay, so I'm Gen X. Gen X, the right. best generation of all time. I think I'm like the border. I'm a millennial, but like right on the border. Jamie, right? Jamie. I actually Jamie. fall, Andy. I'm serious. Jamie. I fall. There's this really little. Why do you window keep hanging on to this? Like I'm a millennial. <laughs> I'm young. I'm cool. I'm hip. No, I think there's this teeny tiny little window of us born at the very early right, '80s yeah. that are kind of like in between, yep. right? Yep. See, see, Steve on agrees with me. Yep. I'm not like, wrong. Because like born in '84, it's like still yeah. in, you're still in that number, you know. Thank you. So what, Thanks, what you, when were you born? '81. So 81. what am I? What am I? Do you know what I am? You are the Gen X. Yeah. Am I? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're still Gen X. But, okay. I would, I would but I'm call, on the I'm border. Gonna, I'm going to call you a millennial, gen, they, millennial see, X. See, they, millennial X. <laughs> so I was born in 74. You just invented me a new one. <laughs> so, so you know, know it's depressing, Stevan. You're, you're not, how old are you right now? I'm 34. You're 34. You're, you're not close to this yet. <laughs> one of the most depressing things that ever happened in my life is when I turned 45. Wow. I'm 46 now. <laughs> And the box that I check is now like <gasps> the forty-five to the like death. sixty-five. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like forty. Nice. It's like you know before you kind of could hang out to so like oh right. you're still like you're, you're still associated with like the thirty-year-olds. Yeah. So like oh this is great. And then you hit forty-five, you're like now I'm forty-five to sixty-five. Right. Oh, like, you're like no. oh no, it's just the oh. last twenty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm Gen That's X. Depressing. Jamie's a, a I'm a mili- She's a Gen X, X but she what wants you, to be what a millennial. Ex millennial. Ex millennial. I like that one. Yeah. Stevan, what are you? I'm a millennial. You're a millennial. Course, yeah. And then so millennial and then when so the next age, this is kind of helpful. I think it's going to help people honestly cuz you got the boomers, right? Yes, Which sir. is older. That's the next generation older than I am. Yeah. Uh and then you got Gen X, then you got but there's like a Gen Z and a Gen Y, right. and there's so, all these other. So do, do you so have millennial, a breakdown? So millennial is Gen Y. So they changed the name uh, to millennials, essentially. Uh, of course they did. Right. You know, of course. We, we, <laughs> of course we, we, you did. We have two names, basically. <laughs> of course you did. They felt yeah, millennials are not names. needy or entitled at all. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so like, we, we don't like our name. Yeah. We need our own name. We're changing our classification. Right. <laughs> so and then Gen Z, um, Gen Z is their names. Uh, some people are saying they're Gen Zoomers now because of the Zoom, oh. everything, oh. And, and then um, the generation that's underneath them, which was our kids' ministry, is Gen C. For COVID, See, essentially. It's a real. And they also call them the alpha generation because they were born with the inception of iPad. So oh, wow. from the wow. time they came into the earth, they had technology right in their face. So yeah. knowing that, it kind of helps you with the process of how to deal with yeah, different generations. And everybody kind of tweaks and changes names here or there. So so you're talking mainly about millennials or what are you talking Gen about? Z. Gen Z. Yep. Gen so, Z. So this is, the, this is the generation that are now, how old are they right now? Right now, they were uh, either born anywhere between 90, um, 98 and 2015. Okay. Wow. So the the oldest Gen Zer is probably 24. Oh, wow. Okay. So right now, right. like, that's my brother's. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife's brother. Yeah, my son's 22. Yep, so so he'd yeah, be in he's, there. Right, he's right in there. My mm-hmm. daughter's 16. So, so you're like right in, right yeah. in the thick of it, right? With yeah. Gen oh, yeah. Z. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Gen Z, uh, the super most talented generation, um, most diverse, but I also feel like they're the most disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding that this generation um, is the first inception of like post Christian yes. Christianity, right? So, yeah. like, they That's don't. That's very true. And so, li- looking at the stats and you see different things, like, even they've doubled in atheism. Mm-hmm. So, their thoughts and not even believe there's a God has doubled right now. So it's like definitely unchurched, right? Um, doesn't mean they haven't been to church. Doesn't mean they don't know about church, but they don't really have church etiquette. Yeah. Like perfect example, Sunday you're preaching, great message. And I have a kid next to me. I hear somebody's talking and you're asking questions, right? Yeah. You know, like as a preacher, yeah. you ask questions. He's answering back like you guys are talking one-on-one. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to tap yeah. him like, hey, um, yeah. buddy, no. But I also I know, I want him to him. talk I heard to him. Yeah. I heard him on one question I asked. I said, has this ever happened to you? And he's like, no. Right. <laughs> I was and like, so all was right. Like, <laughs> but it was like, it was super cool because at the same time, it's like, it's the thing we're asking for. Yeah. Participation, response, yeah, all these different things, but they're not going to do it the way that we want them to do it or used to because they are mm-hmm. unchurched. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, what, what do we do when we have that opportunity? Yeah. Cause there's been a, mm-hmm. there's been a, a spiritual decline in several generations in a row. Yes. And mm-hmm. there, there's something uh, scientific about the reality that uh, cultures don't civil, uh, cultures don't survive when several generations decline mm-hmm. in a row. Good. And and that's just a, a known cultural thing. But you think about the church world; it's the same thing. Now we know that the church will always survive. Yeah. But the the unchurched part of that. So now we've got we've got kids now raised by parents who were not raised in church for the first time. Right. That, that's that's the scary <laughs> right. thing. Because yeah. my generation, you know, you were still kind of raised in and out of church. Are you, right. It, mm-hmm. This generation, we still if if you were part of church, you were there several times a week. You right. know, and but. It started to fall apart with my generation as well, Gen Gen Xers. Right, you exactly. Know, <laughs> stopped going to church. It wasn't a priority. So now their kids, you know, aren't doing it. And now yeah. their kids will not, they'll be so distant from church that it's just yeah. a foreign concept to them. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, we're going through that right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're seeing that now. But what a great opportunity then mm-hmm. to revive, <laughs> for revival to basically come back in now. Right. Because now you got kids now that are really foreign to church, mm-hmm. but it's exactly what they really need. Exactly. So talk about that a little bit. Talk about the, I mean, that discipleship. How do, so how do you reach a kid who church is not part of their, it's not part of who they are anymore right. for the most part. How, how do you get them to be like, no, 
this is right. what you need well, and I mean, part I of. That's a great question because um, I know we know the what. We're talking about the who, the Gen Z, right? And then we, we look at the why. It's a great commission, but the how is where we struggle a lot of times in the church and just in general of how to capture people, right? Just like in business, you have to figure out your target audience. They actually, in certain businesses and companies, they design their target audience. And they would say, I want a Jamie. She'd be my target audience. And they would say, <laughs> she would wear this. She would wear hair this way. She would be that way. And so for us, we have to do that as a church as well. Is what's our target audience? How do we capture them? And that's that's the, that's the thing for me is it's like fishing. It's, it's, it's the Great Commission to go mm-hmm. fish. But a lot of times I think where we struggle with our how is we – a lot of times want to clean them before we catch them, right? And like, if you fish, you know, you got to catch them first, then you mm-hmm. clean them, right? And that's a basic scenario people use all the time yeah. as a metaphor. But I believe the way you clean and catch is essentially this. I believe it's about capturing and compelling them, right? So what is the in-between of that though? Yeah. How do I capture a generation that they see all this other stuff mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. happening in the earth, in the world, and they're clinging to it mm-hmm. and they're compelled by it. I mm-hmm. believe it's through content. Like, so how do we get good content out there to, to capture the generation to compel them to come? Of course, the Bible, mm-hmm. we know Jesus died for our sins. We know that's the greatest story ever told. He rose, and that's the beauty. He rose for our sins. And we're in Easter weekend right now. Like, this is the beauty of that story. But how do we tell it? That's the question. Yeah. How do we get it out to them? Yeah, the, and the trick yeah. is, I think, the, the key is, because we're always trying to think this way, too, as a, as a staff in all of our different meetings as well, is how do you do that? And not try to compete with, because we can't compete mm. with what the world Culture. is offering as far as like media, right? You know, you know what I mean, like right. the look or the exactly. feel. And and I, when I ask the question to millennials, which I do ask quite a bit with millennials, and then with this next generation, they're not really impressed with with the lighting or the, my generation right. was right. I mean, come on. I was like big hair band, 80s right. rock band. <laughs> right. In fact, I joke around all the time. I'm like, listen, if I had my way every Sunday right. would be like an eighties, like an eighties concert, right? Exactly. A big wall of yep. speakers, tons right. of lights, tons of haze, <laughs> right. you know, loud, yep. big hair. Right. Yeah. But that's my generation. And exactly. then you talk to the next generations younger and they're, they're not, impressed by that mm-hmm. right so how like you said <laughs> how do you then and i think i know the answer and I, i'll just kind of throw this to you okay. how critical is authenticity and oh, real man. and being real versus trying to using the fishing analogy you're not trying to put a lure on the end that you know oh if i put on this bait i'm gonna right. bait these kids in right and now i'm gonna get them it, it's that's kind of where that illustration right. kind of breaks down a little bit. So, yeah. so that authenticity piece, speak to that a little bit. I love that. I mean, I think it's a both end though. I don't think it's either or. I think uh, yep. it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the cleaning, but it's the catching as well. We got to mm-hmm. catch them. Yeah. Right. And that's the captivation that I'm talking about because so, I believe. So you're saying there is a part of it where you want, you do want to put on excellence. Yeah. You still want to put yeah. the excellence on, but I yeah. think what has happened is we've done only the baiting. Uh-huh. It needs to be a bait and switch. If, if I can use that analogy, <laughs> we need to learn how to, because a lot of it's clickbait. You click on it, it's like, this is not substance. This is not what I'm looking oh, yeah. for. Yeah. So what it is, is if we do the hard work, we put the money into the resources and putting out good content, mm-hmm. we also have to, it has to lead to connection. 
Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking for. Um, our generation, mm-hmm. millennials, I talked to a guy last year and he was telling me, he, he's like, I've been in the streets witnessing. He's like, they're not coming to the church. And he was talking about millennials. He said, they're leaving the church. Mm-hmm. So our generation initially were the ones that started the exodus, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then Gen Z's like, I'm not even playing with this. I don't want, want yeah. nothing to do with this because I see the inauthenticity, inauthenticity like you're talking mm-hmm. about, the fakeness and all that stuff. And they're, they're leaving because we had an example initially. But I believe if we start to just be real, and it doesn't have to be super real where it's like overly overboard. But I believe if we start to let them into our world, like the young people into our world, let them see us do life. Let them see us make mistakes. Let us let them see us make hiccups and then talk about it. I think we would draw them back, right? That's mm-hmm. the connection part. That's what was captivating. Like Jesus didn't go to different areas and just, you know, see them struggling and just look past it. He didn't just you know, show his holiness. He showed his hand as well. Like he's talking to the, the 5,000 and they're, they're hungry though. Yeah. Before he preaches, he's like, let me feed them first. Right. Yeah. I think that's the part that we have to realize too, is like, what is the need of this generation and talking to them? Because they, this is the answer uh, specifically is they have been over and inundated with social media and everything's perfect. Right. Their Instagram pages are better than our church pages, right? They're better than most companies. They have the best lighting, and they're tired of it. They're tired of it. And so I believe as we start to scale back, we can still do the good stuff, <laughs> the, the stuff that catches them, but we have to really do the, the behind-the-scenes work of really trying to connect with them at a different yeah. level. Yeah, I think one of the things about this current generation uh, that probably started with millennials more so than my generation was – because my generation, we, we didn't grow up with social media. Right. Um, when I first started ministry, there was no social media. And then MySpace was kind of the first thing right. that happened. Uh, but that was years <laughs> into it. And True so, story. I found oh, a guy yeah. on MySpace trying to get him to a youth conference. I couldn't yeah. find him. I found him on MySpace. Yeah. You know, oh, and so we didn't have, you know, we still had to pick up a phone and call people. Right. You, know, you had to go visit people, exactly. you know. And, uh, and so, but what I've noticed and even heard from a lot of the age group and professionals in the age group is that, they're the most connected, disconnected generation as well. Right, exactly. They're they're connected to everybody, mm-hmm. but they're lonely. Right. They're lonely. Right. And I think it goes to what you said is that, you know, it's all kind of surface level. Yeah. Looks good at the surface. They got all these like YouTubers they follow and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, influencers and all this stuff. And I know like my daughter and, and they're they're kind of tired of that. Like, right. It's, it's almost like it's a major turnoff now right. <laughs> of like, I don't wanna like look how like they're not real. It's superficial. You know, it's, it's superficial. It's yeah. not real. Now we don't know them as people, but you know, right. the way it comes across, it, it's you know, it could be very. So how do you how do you leverage that reality that most of your students are connected with hundreds and hundreds, of, actually thousands, right, thousands and thousands of people, but have very little relationships. Right. I I think it's uh, the thought of like when I look at even. Probably all three of us would say, even me being a millennial, we use Facebook, right? I kind of stopped using it as much, but that's like more, even goes back down to Gen X and boomers, all the different different things. Um, then inception of Facebook, it was fa- Facebook friends. And then in- Instagram is Facebook followers, right? I mean, Instagram is Instagram followers, right? Mm-hmm. So you went from friends mm. to followers, Twitter followers. And next thing you know, I'm like, whoa, what? Everything social media has pushed followers. Mm-hmm. And it went from friends to followers. And, and even, even yeah. when you... You that'll, get, that'll preach right there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. I've never thought. Are you a friend or your follower? Right, but yeah. it's like yeah. when you when you look at it. Even when I look at Facebook, I can see mutual friends, and I'm literally yeah. they're like my mutual friends. I'm connected to them. Yeah, followers are like oh, someone just followed their content. 
I believe that's the part that we have to help sharpen and and find opportunities to create it. Because even me as a as a youth pastor, student pastor, right? I'm trying to do crews. Our crews are small groups, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. doing small groups, but are they solid? Are they strong? What's happening in those crews? Are they real circles? Or are we just meeting up every week? Right. But my my biggest thing to even tell our leaders is that. It shouldn't be one day that you have the one meetup. You should be checking in on them about the yeah. thing they pray for in cruise yeah. mm-hmm. and show that you care. That's the connecting piece yeah. that's missing because now you're in their life. Yeah. How did that game go? How did that test score go? Yeah. What's going on with you and your parents right now? That makes the glue stick a little bit better in making yeah. real relationship because they're not getting that. You can't get that. You're not getting that in your comments. Right. You, you like I know I've watched kids and it's just so sad. They'll post something. I'm taking this down in a minute. Comment real quick. There's the need for affirmation. Yeah. There's a need for words of affirmation. Yeah. So I think there's an opportunity there that the church can leverage um, and be the church essentially to affirm and lift people up and encourage them beyond the pulpit. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, and I think that's so true because you know yeah. my heart is uh, my heart breaks for students right now because they've had. I was talking to my daughter. She's a junior. And she's only had a partial full year of normal school in high school mm, wow. so far because of COVID. Right. Yeah. It's been a year, over a year that they've been out of school. So she had a, kind of a freshman year that was somewhat normal. Yeah. Uh, and then it got, you know, so she's only had like half of her time has been in kind of normal school. Right. And, uh, and so these, these kids right now, the emotional, mm-hmm. the mental, yeah. physical, right. you know, and spiritual, right. you know, it's just, it is, it is, it's challenging. Right. You know, because they're doing school at home or they've been on Zoom. Right. You know, and, uh, so you know, they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't hang out with people for a year. And that's, you know, students are relational. We all are, right. but even more so. I mean, <laughs> right. can you imagine Can you imagine if you were a teenager today? I was just thinking about, like, not playing a game, not being able yeah. to be in a classroom with my not friend. Going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not being friends, able to talk Not being on a sports team yeah. like you were before. Right. Right. I mean, just all of that. Even even there was a season where it was like you can't even go outside. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You know, like can't do anything. <laughs> just looking outside. So uh, so I love what you're saying that the church has an opportunity is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, sir. Is that yeah. the church has an opportunity to possibly fill a major need and gap yeah. that the world cannot fill. Yeah. That the world can't yeah. fill. And it's gonna it, what's going to happen is it's probably going to pull us off our pulpits more. And, and and cause us to be in conversations. And, and I've heard the saying that life is done in circles, not rows. And so it's going to be more of that, even though we have to still do church and the things that we do. But I heard a statement from T.D. Jakes, and it's, it's so powerful. He said, if Jesus was here today, we would have to teach him church because he wouldn't even <laughs> understand it. Because a lot of the stuff that we've you know, implemented is not even what he is used to doing. There were yeah. 44,000 denominations. So it's like, clearly we have evolved. Yeah. Um, but one thing has... That, that could probably be better, I would say. I wouldn't say it's not good. It's connection point. I think the connection point, think about the woman touching him in his garment is because he was close enough. What happens if we get close enough to the problems, close enough to the struggles, we can even help people with that in that process. And so the thing I would say as a big thought of how we can do it, we have to engage. Yeah, We have to engage youth. Um, the stat that I read from Barna, it showed that like if you look at all the stats, you pull it all down, 91% are unchurched in a sense, right? Mm. Uh, inside in that number, I think 33% come to church. Um, but basically, they're unchurched, right? Yeah. 9% are engaged. Yeah. So you're telling me 9 out of 10 kids are not disengaged, essentially. Yeah. And what that means is engaged like in church, participating, they believe Jesus is their Savior, all that stuff. But we have to figure out how to engage them. And that should be the argument, the, the the silver lining every time. Yep, yep. That's that's an amazing word, Stevan. So, well, hey, thank you for what you do. 
instead of mystery. I mean, time goes by quick on here. We'll have you back on again because <laughs> there's there. I think I think out of all the conversations that we're having on this one big thought, uh, this one is probably very urgent. It's a very urgent yeah. one. You know, we can talk about volunteers and church life, yeah. but when we deal with our next generation, uh, the after effects. Yes, we're not we're not seeing it yet. We're not, we're, we're not seeing what's happened over the last year and a half yet. Yes, sir. That's going to come out over this next year. And so I'm thankful that you're on our staff. Yes, sir. I'm happy uh, to be here. Helping us lead the way yeah. in so that. Beautiful. And thank you to everybody who are listening right now. Uh, one big thought. And we'll be back again next week with another episode. And we'll have Steve on back on for kind of a part two, maybe part three, maybe part four <laughs> of uh, dealing with student ministry. Thanks a lot. And have a great day, everybody.